We're talking in studio with Steve Byrne. He is a Mansfield resident, and uh, not specifically about Steve himself. We will get into some of the things that he has done in his life, but uh, more specifically, not only man's best friend, but Mansfield's best friend. And Stephen Byrne, you you had a dog named Max. Correct. And Max was a, a therapy dog. Yes, he was a certified therapy dog since December 2010. Define therapy dog and how it differs from guide dog or service dog. We hear emotional support dog. What What's the service dog in relation to the other? Right. Well, the key difference is when we talk therapy dogs, a therapy dog's job is quite simply to bring, as the organization uh, we were with, which is called Alliance of Therapy Dogs, is quite simply to bring smiles and joy. They are to be petted by everyone. Now, the difference between a service dog, how I always um, make the distinction, service dog normally belongs to an individual. Classic example, of course, is a blind dog. Right. And, of course, dogs that alert for diabetes, low blood pressure, those types of things, and they usually belong to you know one person. You cannot pet those dogs. Those dogs can go with the individual with their certification under planes, into restaurants, that type of thing. A therapy dog cannot. A therapy dog can only go into a facility they've been approved to go into. And again, that facility will be to yeah, bring smiles and joy. So how did you come about uh, being the owner of Max? Uh, we were looking, uh, well, I moved down to Texas in 2009 to, to retire. From Toronto, right? Uh, yeah, from Toronto. I lived in Toronto for about 30 years, you know, working crazy hours, lived in downtown, always wanted a dog, uh, didn't have the time for a dog, didn't have the lifestyle for a dog, moved down here and said to Kelly, my wife, uh, we're getting a dog. So <laughs> we that's just, that. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite simply, that's that. So December uh, 2009, we drive down Matlock and get to uh, the Arlington Animal Shelter, you know, Mat- Matlock and Green Oaks there. Mm-hmm. And uh, great story there. You, I've been waiting for a dog for 40 years. We go to rescue a dog. When I lived in Toronto, I actually had three cats. And uh, my oldest girl at that time, she died on my shoulder when she was 24. And so we go to get a dog. And what happens is Kelly goes and looks at dogs. I've been waiting for a dog for 40 years, as I've just said. What do I do? I go look at cats for half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely crazy. I mean, does that make any sense? Absolutely not. So after I looked at cats for half an hour, I thought, well, we're here for a dog. Yeah, I better go and see where, where Kelly is. And if you think of the layout of an animal shelter, and I call them alcoves and glass kennels and what have you. Mm-hmm. So I go, pop into the first alcove, and of course I'm parallel, so I can't see the dog kennels or the dog or anything. And Kelly's not there, and the next one she's not there, next one she's not there. So I come to the last one, and she's there, and she's in front of a cage that I can't see. She taps at her watch going like, where have you been? And she says, this dog here. Been waiting for a dog for 40 years. I literally just take a tenth of a second glance and I go, yeah, that's the dog. That's him. 
a match made in heaven. Was he already named Max, or did you give him? No, that? we gave him. The, we gave him the name Max. Um, he's named Max for two reasons. First of all, you can probably tell I'm I'm English, yeah. and she wouldn't let me name him after an English soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> and he was called Max, not because you know Max is the number one name for any male dog. I think through history type of thing. My brothers had seven golden retrievers and three German shepherds. That's why I've. Um, you know, uh, I had my got my dog fixed type type of thing. His golden retriever Max and I. I was a young boy, yeah. played with that dog all the time. Great dog, and I just said, "Well, okay, he can't be called an English soccer player, so Max it is." How did Max enter the therapy field? When we rescue Max, absolutely incredible. From, from day one, he knew all his commands. And he had the absolutely perfect, what I call temperament, when you get into pet therapy work and you get into evaluations, they can call it aptitude, that type of thing, personality, whatever you think. He just came out perfectly. So critically, how did we think about making him a pet therapy dog? He was a young dog, rescued him, he was about nine months to a year old. We walked him on the linear trail all the time from Catherine Ross, you know, to Towns Park, all the way down to, I still call it, um, back all the way over to 287 and Plant World, which is no longer there. If you right. go past, I mean, I think that's past McKnight or w- whatever it is. Anyway, we're walking him one day and at Town Park by the, the post office and in the playground and poster board and what have you. There's a, there's, there's a flyer there for, you know, All Star Equestrian, which is just south of here, therapeutic sure horses and, and what have you. Yeah. So they've got a flyer and um, wonderful. They're doing a pancake breakfast, fundraiser, good price and what have you. And I thought, oh, that, that, that's awesome. And um, you know, we'll do that and we can kind of bring Max and what have you. So the day comes for, for that, we're walking Max and we're coming over the, the rise, you know, that amphitheater thing area and where they're going to have everything set up. We had no idea, didn't even think there would be special needs children there. Yeah. We hadn't had Max that long. Max was a young dog. Walking him, Catherine Ross and what have you, um, I just drove by actually um, earlier on this afternoon at Catherine Ross, glanced over at a tree and I went, yeah, that's where Max killed his first squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of like, well, um, that I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't wow. expecting that. So anyway, um, we come over the rise, and within seconds, there are literally dozens of special needs children all over him. And, you know, because of their disability, they don't put their hand in front of their nose uh, or what have you to smell, to greet and what have you. So we look down and they've got his ears, they've got his mouth, they've got his tail, they've unfortunately got his private parts and yeah. what have you. And Max just sits there and takes it. And I just went, I said, Kelly, well, you know, if he eats five of them, we can leave. And, <laughs> you know, maybe, they, maybe they, they won't notice. Obviously, when it happened for a couple of seconds, no harm done. No, and I'm looking at it, I'm kind of going, that's really, really impressive. So... After the young children with special needs um, were taken away by their parents, two teenage boys come to us with Down syndrome. I've got a special place in my heart for children with special needs. Now, they requested, can I take Max for a walk? And if you think where we are, you know, Town Park, that um, playground or what have you, there's a little loop as you go further off to, you know, you don't have to go all the way to Catherine Ross. Right. If, it if, goes if back you, around. Yeah, and it goes it back around and what have you. Back to the gazebo. I certainly didn't want to dis- dis- um, disappoint these boys because um, uh, you could tell it, me- it meant the world to them. So I, I look at Kelly and I kind of say, yeah, he'll be good. I go, just 
please, I hope he doesn't see a squirrel because when I have to look around and such a big dog, you know, he was at that time and as he's older, you know, he very rarely differed from a hundred pound dog. I mean, he was he was a big boy, um, obviously not giant, but a, a big dog and a big, big, strong dog. And when I walk around, I would kind of make sure that I'm looking the same way he does so that I don't dislocate my shoulder in case he goes the opposite way to get a squirrel. And it, if it happened with my wife, Kelly, Kelly just dropped the leash. There was no <laughs> way she was she would be able to hold him. There's absolutely. So I was really hoping that nothing happened with these with these two young boys. That walk for those boys may have taken five minutes. They come back. They've got the biggest smiles on their faces. Max is wagging his tail and what have you. The crucial point is their mum comes walking over to us. She is bawling her eyes out. And she just said, I don't know how to thank you. Because when they have special needs, like they don't get an opportunity to be, to be responsible and to be independent. And I just looked at Kelly and I went, pet therapy. And then all you do is get on the internet, you Google, and um, lo and behold, um, you, you find out how the, all the requirements for it, what have you. And so what breed of, of dog, because the, the temperament has a lot to do with the, yes, the, 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 the breed. And Give you the short answer and the long answer, again, because of being a rescue dog. Sure. So Max is um, categorized, if the, the right word, as a chow-chow mix. Um, he was a big, solid black dog. The key trait, I don't know if you know this, of the Chow Chow Chinese dogs, um, he had a purple, blue, black tongue. That's a key trait. If you look at your dog, Cooper, he's probably got a pink tongue. He does. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. exactly. Now, in addition to, to, to that, you know, when everybody gets these rescue dogs, you don't know what they are. So um, Kelly, for a Christmas present years ago, did his DNA. So uh, Max actually was a Chow Chow Chihuahua German Shepherd Great Dane Bull Terrier Poodle. <laughs> <laughs> A Heinz 57. A Heinz 57 rescue, Matt. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I tell you, I mean, that test isn't that expensive. But if I had a dollar for how many times I've recited what breed he was, um, I'd be a very rich man right now. You and Max were inseparable, and, and, and you went into the therapy field. How many, how many different locations were, you, were regular stops for you and Max? Certainly for the first seven years of his career, if you will, yeah. he did work six days a week. Monday was an assisted living facility. Mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday uh, was Methodist Mansfield Hospital. Wednesday was another local Mansfield um, nursing home. And then he did ad hoc stuff. Uh, he started the program with a number of other dogs at UTA in December 2012. But, you know, if you think about the semester and what have you, we started out in December 2012 doing finals week, which was just, I mean, the number of students was just absolutely crazy. Well, as you know, my wife works at UTA and she yeah. would come home because her office at that time was in the library, which is where the dogs mm, were, right. were meeting. And she would come home saying, yeah, I, I, I went downstairs to see Max and Steve and the line was wrapped <laughs> right. all the way around just to... Yeah. Just to pet a dog. Just to pet a dog. Well, there's more to it than just petting a dog. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, the therapy behind it is extremely therapeutical mm -hmm. of, of just putting your hands on a pet. Right. Which takes the stress away from from finals. From, from I, finals. Yeah. Exactly. It, right. Papers, uh, whatever it may be. I mean, even doctorates, of course, don't forget, as you said, Maria, don't forget staff. 
staff would always uh, come down as well because I mean it twofold the the lineup and uh, you see just on the lineup on the smiles and the anticipating of waiting never mind coming and then being able to and you know Max had a gorgeous full uh, full coat I mean um, he didn't shed. And in, in the wintertime, I mean, no matter what temperature it was, he would never, ever go. Just at this time of the year, he uh, he looked like a big black Russian bear. Did you ever he, weigh him? Uh, he was 100 pounds. Always 100 pounds. Always 100 pounds. Always 100, always 100 pounds. Yeah, always 100 pounds. What we would have to do um, with the UTA Central Library staff is literally, it was like a nightclub. So they would literally, <laughs> you know, have a roped off. Yeah, for, the for stanchions. The, yeah, for the engines, for the stanchions. Thank you. Uh-huh. And we started off with only, I think, around six donks, something like that. And what we would do is we'd let 10 students in to pet each dog. They could only be there for 10 minutes, kick them out. Then another 10 came in and that went on for two hours. Oh, my gosh. On for, for, for two hours. Now, it was so successful, and the staff were smart. They had the students fill out a questionnaire and what have you, and literally all the feedback was, or my favorite feedback was, um, yeah, great idea, but we want dogs on campus all the time. <laughs> like, all the time, wow. which obviously isn't feasible. But what came out of that was we sat down and we said, yeah, finals week is great, but, you know, we think the kids, pardon my French, university students, need a bit more. Can you do anything else? So we came up when, obviously, during the semesters started, we came up with a thing that the first Wednesday of every month, the dogs would be on campus, and we called that Tail Wagon Wednesdays. Uh, the finals week event was always called Pause for Finals, obviously. Oh, that's P- cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great play on woods. One of Max's first locations, which has, which I guess spanned his entire career, was the Brookdale Living Facility. Is that correct? Correct. When we started there, he made his very first visit there in March 2011. Back then, it was called Sterling House. It's now progressed uh, today. Yes, it's called uh, Brookdale Mansfield. Yeah, his entire career uh, was at that facility. How many visits did he have over his, his career at Brookdale? He had uh, 462 visits there. Over nine years? Over nine, yeah, just over nine years, yes. 462 yeah. visits so to that's, Brookdale. Yeah, so that's most Mondays from March 2011 until now with the ad hoc of maybe him not feeling well or myself not feeling well or myself going on vacation. But when you think there's 52 weeks in a year, um, to get the 462, even from, like you said, nine years, that's most Mondays. Sure. Now, there was a couple of ad hoc, too, because every time they did a, let's say, a Thanksgiving uh, dinner or a Christmas dinner uh, for, the, for the residents, Max had to be you there. You were there. Max had to be there. Yeah. It was awesome at Christmas because a lady years ago, she loved Max and she was a seamstress. Mm-hmm. She made him a Santa Claus suit. So at Christmas, <laughs> he'd be there with Santa Claus in his Santa Claus suit and we christened him Santa Paws. So we talked about his regular work week. Now, Max also worked with special needs children. There's an organization in Middle Odium called Paws for Reflection Ranch and they hold Easter and Christmas events for special needs children, families, no charge. Uh, Max had probably gone down there for the last eight eight years. And the children 
um, year after year, got to expect to see him. He went on, he wore his Santa Claus suit at Christmas for them. Um, he went on hay rides with the children. And I'm talking severely, I'm talking spina bifida, wheelchair bound and everything. Literally almost, certainly non-verbal, non-recognition, but they were pet max. And um, I remember one blind little girl who saw him year after year and they would just go, I want a pet max, I want a pet max, which is absolutely wonderful. What's your next step? Good question. Next step is to uh, get through this week. Uh, I've made the commitment that um, I need to do a final visit, obviously without him, to all the facilities we go to. Um, A lot of people uh, need closure. I can't just, you know, Max can't show up and then never show up. Right. a lot, whether you know the hospital tomorrow, I'm talking volunteers, doctors, nurses. Um, you know, they've known him for years and years and years. They need to be told and, and explained and be able to go through their graving process and what have you, because they absolutely love him. Same with the nursing homes. And we did that, by the way, we did that this morning at, at Brookdale. Yeah, it's going to be a tough week. Max touched a lot of lives. Uh, any idea how many times, how many people have? We have a round number of that. He probably saw about 15,000 people uh, during his life. I can, in all honesty, tell you that I can count on one hand when somebody didn't want to see him. Everybody wanted to see him. It was outstanding. It was absolutely incredible. And out of approximately fifteen thousand people, he never bit anyone. Oh, not not even I, not e- not even not even a snarl. It, it's funny because <laughs> I've got a. I mean, I've got stories coming out of my yin yang. We could talk here all night. We could probably talk here all week. Uh, a couple of my favorite ones is, um, and you know, not obviously not even close, making light of this, but he did go into memory care units of nursing homes and what have you. People with Alzheimer's and dementia. I remember a couple of occasions looking at this uh, one individual and kind of a glazed look, unfortunately, you know, again, with the illness diagnosed and what have you, saying, you know, would you like to see the dog and everything? You know, no response. And I was like, Max, go, go and say hi. Kick. And like, boom. And so Max looks at me and goes like, what are you making me go see him for? He, he kicked me. I go, I'm sorry, Max, didn't didn't mean that and what, what have you. Um, in addition, if I may, kind of finishing out kind of, his weekly thing. So, you know, oh, again, sure. and let me kind of regroup again. So, um, assisted living Monday, Mansfield hospital, Tuesday, nursing home, Wednesday, ad hoc UTA, you know, first Wednesday of the month. And then of course, you know, again, again, I'm going to jump around a bit when we got to finals week, you know, on a, or sorry, June, the, the semester, if I may, if I may, you know, first Wednesday of the month, he had that nursing home visit on Wednesday morning. He still did that. Then he went to UTA and did tail wagon Wednesdays, all went and did pause for finals. Um, Double time. Well, did he get he had, paid extra? He didn't. Well, treats, yeah, okay. in terms of rushes or bacon or, co- or cookies <laughs> and what have you. Because what you have to realize is when people actually, um, you know, I've been a licensed instructor and evaluator for these dogs. You know, people, you know, wonderfully want to do this with their dogs. And of course, it's volunteer. We don't get paid, paid and what have you. Um, but I tell people, I go, you know, this is a commitment. It's not when you can't go shopping, you don't need to see a movie, you're not going to get your hair done. Max was on the schedule. Mondays, he's on the schedule. 
uh, Brookdale. Right. Wednesday, and I may as well name the facility, the pavilion at Creekwood, he's been going there since it opened, which I think, what, will July be four, five years, whatever, whatever it, it sounds is. sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. But he's on their schedule, Wednesday, 10 o'clock, max. So again, um, it's not if you haven't got anything better to do. It's, you know, they are on their event schedule and they want to see it. And that's when it's wonderful when, you know, you get that um, continuity and that reliability and the residents get to know them. And of course, over the years, I mean, I can't tell you how actually just last Wednesday at the pavilion, a lady he knew for years, she um, passed away the Friday before. But he does his. He did his visit around the pavilion. Went down the corridor where this lady used to be. Runs into her room. The room's empty. And then he started crying. Oh no! You no, know, yeah, he's done it a lots of times. He because he he's going. You know where is so and so? So don't tell me these dogs don't uh, grieve. Uh, don't. They obviously know people by their scenters. You know, you all know good how good the dog scent is and whatever. You, and they can uh, tell the scent of indiv individual people. Or that they don't make a connection with people. Absolutely, they do. And I see on the list that uh, at the pavilion you started, uh, you and Max started at July of 2015 with 193 hours up to, to present day. And to two, present day. 201 visits uh, to the pavilion in Mansfield. Um, over his total career... Again, the, on this list, uh, seventeen over seventeen hundred visits, right? Over twenty seven hundred hours of service, yeah. As a pet therapy dog, Max right. uh, Max was Max was well known not only around Mansfield but around well worldwide. Uh, thanks worldwide. to thanks to American, yeah, American, American Way American, magazine. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, we got to Wednesday in the week, right? Yeah, Thursday since. Uh, October 2016, Max was the founder of uh, the pet therapy program at DFW Airport. Uh, we call it the, the canine crew. Uh, right. Launched that again, as I just mentioned, in October 2016. And um, that was his Thursday weekly visit since October 2016. And, you know, he's got security access clearance. So he would go through with the travelers. He would go through TSA. Um that was a, was hard to get through TSA without people petting him. Did he have pre-check? <laughs> yeah, he he got he got global entry. Oh, global yeah, entry. Okay. Yeah, after after a while. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. And when we first started there, he was young enough uh, to go on the Skylink. And in, and this dog was fearless. Anything I asked him to do, I mean, there was um, no hesitation on. Of course, policies are we couldn't take the dog when he was going to the Skylink train. He couldn't go up the escalators. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. he had to go elevator. I mean, can you imagine if he was on escalators? Paul got caught, or his tail got caught, or what have you. Um, I mean, I tell them, you know. You need to get on the train, just gets in the train, then passenger. I mean, you can just see the smiles around the train. It's just absolutely awesome. Um, so when we started, he was young enough to go between terminals. Lately, we, um, uh, of course, all the quote-unquote human volunteers love seeing the dogs and what have you. And we had a great relationship with a lady in Terminal A at Gate 13 Thursday mornings that we've been hanging out with for probably, I would say, maybe the last uh, two years. Wow. And, you know, the airport is so busy, you don't have to go looking 
to meet people. Right. So we would go and see Liz was her name, and she loved seeing them. Then we just literally, I'd have Max sit or lie down in front of her podium, and just, he's there. Anywhere he went, he could only volunteer for two hours. Um, passengers would come by, and um, I mean, and it's great when you see people on their phone, and they look up, and they see a dog, and they go, that's a dog in the airport. Now, he wore a big vest, and the, the, the airport colors, gray and orange and what have you. On the top, it said DFW. On the bottom, and you imagine, you know, he was a big dog, so it was an extra large vest. I bet. It said canine crew. In white letters on either side, it said pet me. So he was distinguished from the Homeland Security TSA bomb sniffing or narcotic dogs. Because they went, oh, I can pet him? I go, yeah, yeah you, can, you can pet him. And everybody goes, I can pet him? <laughs> and when, literally, somebody would say it out loud, and then everybody goes, we can pet him? And like literally, there'd be 15 people on him. Um, and you were, you were instrumental in getting that program into DFW, weren't you? Uh, Max was the founder. Yeah, Max was Max, the founder. Max was the founder. Yeah, I've got okay. nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Max, uh, it's all about, um, yeah, and you know these anecdotes and what have you. It's, yes. it's hilarious because frequently I used to get asked, do you have to come with Max? And I go, yeah, I said, because he can't reach the clutch. I've got my, my you know. <laughs> Of course, I have to come with him. But then it was—it's wonderful. And if you have an ego in in any of this, it's not the job for you. Because on Tuesdays at the hospital, uh, we go to Tower A, Tower B at Methodist Mansfield, and on on different floors. So we'll be in the elevator again. you know, the elevator doors open up, and there'll be nurses and doctors there, and what have you. They'll turn around, and they know. It's Tuesday, so Max is coming, 9.30 to 11.30. The door will open, and you hear from if there's, you know, let's say there's just whatever, even just half a, half a dozen people there of nurses and doctors. They all turn around. Morning, Max. Hi, Max. How you doing, Max? Oh, good to see you, Max. Hi, Max. Well, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> nobody ever, <laughs> nobody ever said hi to me. It's not about you. It's not. and uh, yeah, Absolutely. It's not. It's not about me. Finish out his work week. Uh, you said oh. Thursdays is DFW. and uh, Yes, Thursdays DFW. Uh, Friday is elementary school, elementary which school. he did for about uh, seven or eight years, I think it was. And the kids, you know, if you think um, the kids, um, it's hilarious with him. Again, anecdotes and stories. So, um, again, big black dog. Um, have you heard of the situation in shelters? It's called um, black dog syndrome. Black dogs aren't rescued. Um, Because everybody sees them as scary. Um, Now, I've walked Max. Everybody knows Mansfield neighborhood, Kings Mill, and what have you. We're in Kings Mill. I'd walk him around. I mean, literally, well, obviously, I walked him all the time. But it, I mean, not frequently, but certainly we would have, you know, been walking Max. And actually, it just happened over Christmas time. uh, Walking him, and there's a family coming towards us. They crossed the road. They crossed the street. And so they got near us, and I said, yeah, excuse me, guys. I said, I'm, I'm, don't mean to be rude here. I said, but can I ask you why you crossed this, the sidewalk, why you crossed the street? They went, sir, that's a big black dog. And I said, well, he's actually been a registered therapy dog for 10 years. And I said, you've just really hurt his feelings. And I said, I'd appreciate it if you come back and you, you come and say hi to him, what have you. Um, they kind of got the message. You know, it was yeah. polite and what have you. They came over. He had his big fur, fur coat on and everything. They're coming over the street. He's wagging his tail like there's no tomorrow. They're petting him and what have you. Going, oh, my God, he's so soft. He's so, oh, what a beautiful dog and everything. I said, so just so I'm clear. So you crossed the road because he's a big black dog. And they said, absolutely. Um, 
put a little bit of racist in there, <laughs> you know, towards a, a specific color of dog and what have you. And they apologized and everything and said, we won't do that. And we've seen them since. And they just come running to him and hi, Max, and everything, uh, which is adorable. <laughs> Steve, for the past 10 years, uh, you and Max have been inseparable. Every time I see you, I see Max. You, uh, you always walked around the tennis courts at the, at the country club. <laughs> You always walked around the neighborhood. Uh, you even brought Max over to my house to yeah. to play with Copper, uh, although uh, Max really wasn't a player. No, Max wasn't a player. No, not at that age. My yeah. my dog was running circles around him, and Max is looking at him like, "What are you doing? What the heck is that?" <laughs> well, uh, but, if I made it interject on that, yeah. So yeah. Max was a dog, but as similar to your dogs and other dogs, and I thought I was rescuing a dog. So I thought, you know, nice walks, but I thought. Um, just like with my brother's dogs, you know, maybe throwing a ball, Max, tennis courts, ball bouncing, like, I am, uh, you know. <laughs> you um, go pick it up. Yeah. We have, a, we have a double oversized swimming pool, wouldn't go swimming. Throw him a stick, he'd go, I'm not getting that. <laughs> but if he saw people, he'd just go, hey, I need to make you smile. And um, boy, did he make people smile. Well, every little... Facebook, not only Facebook post, but Facebook comment. You're po- you're commenting on someone else's Facebook post, and it's but it was never about you. You always post about Max. You you happy birthday to you, and Max says happy yeah. birthday as well. And this so it, it it thank you for the amount of time that you gave. Thank you to Max. As you know, I'm gonna do what I do. Defer to it was all him. I was literally just. Um, part of his entourage. In addition, if I may, Max um, worked with abused children. Mm. Um, and Max went to a courtroom uh, on behalf of two six-year-old boys who worked with him ages ago, and they worked with him for about um, a year, and that was about six years ago. Um, there, you know, being sexually abused by your dad, you are the evidence, right? We Max worked with them for about a year, um, you know, Introduction, we had to do it slowly with the boys and what have you. So months and months and months, one visit, they're playing with Max, and then they hit Max. Mm. And we go, boys, we don't hit Max. Daddy hits us. Okay? You know, the social worker, <clears throat> all yours. And I had to be careful because I'm a male. Right. I'm a male is what I mean. So I had to really you know, take, a, take a back step to it. Uh, a few months later, you know, great visits, another visit, playing with Max, playing with Max, plays with Max private parts. Boys, we don't play with Max's private parts. Daddy plays with ours. Um, you need to take care of this. Getting to the crux of the matter, um, it comes where the trial is The trial is happening. They have to testify. They are the evidence. And at six years old, it had to have happened to you because you don't have the life experiences to make that up. Right. They couldn't have seen it on the internet, TV, whatever, what have you. And they said, we'll testify as long as Max is on the stand with us. Yeah, that's how much of a bond. They had such trust in that dog. I had to go with him, sit in the audience. I had to tell him, you know, you need to sit down and what, what have you. And what the boys wanted to do, of course, the defense team had a male lawyer for intimidation of two six-year-old boys. Of course. And um, so it didn't matter who they answered to as long as the information come out. So they get a question pet Max, talk to Max and give the answer to Max. And uh, long story short, uh, dad got put away for 16 years. 
So Max was also an AKC therapy dog, but Max was also an American Red Cross therapy dog. I don't know if you knew that. Max did the fertilizer plant explosion down in West when that happened. Is that five years ago in April, I think? This past holiday season, if you remember two years ago, the tornadoes that hit Garland, Ragland, and Ovilla down here. Sure. Max went with the American Cross to give comfort for that. Max did the elementary school shooting in Italy, which was, uh, I think, just over, over a year ago. Mm-hmm. This dog could do it all, and it was all in his DNA. Max worked up to his last day of life, didn't he? He, he, he did. I don't know very many dogs that, that work the day they die. That was at J.L. Boren? It was at uh, J.L. Boren Elementary School um, this past Friday, February the 7th. In seemed in good health. Um, kind of wasn't supposed to go last Friday. Different functions at the school. He's, I guess, such a workaholic or dedicated to his craft. And we know the kids really enjoy it. We said, no, you know, I know you have to, but yeah, we can go for the, you know, normally he goes there for two hours. We said, yeah, yeah I know. Um, we'll miss the first hour, but we'll certainly do the second hour. Um, kids were surprised because they were told he wasn't going to be on campus. So he shows up. And then, of course, the children who didn't get to read him in the first hour just said, hey, Max is on campus. You know, we need to read to him. So the um, principal came and said, would you mind staying later? I said, absolutely not. Max was ecstatic to do it. Uh, went home, had a good afternoon, Friday at 6 o'clock. What was the diagnosis? My world was shattered. He had two huge cancerous lumps, big lumps in his stomach, not treatable, not survivable, and so we did the humane thing, the loving thing, and I have no um, qualms about doing that. I am ex- I am at peace with that, and so is he. He's across the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if most dogs might have had to knock on the gate, I think the gates were open, and I think he had an honor guard. Mansfield's best friend. Um, appreciate you saying that. I hope so. I hope everybody believes that. Steve, thanks for being here. Thank you very much for the interview, Stephen. Pleasure to do it. Thanks.